0: On your Tuesday morning, as we have been doing Mindful Monday, with all these public holidays that have been happening, we haven't really been able to do Mindful Monday. So instead, we have been doing Thoughtful Tuesday, and maybe over the long weekends you've had of late, you've been reading more books. I know it was a goal of mine to try and read 12 books this year, just one a month. I thought it was a fairly manageable goal. I'm on track so far. Uh, But there are many benefits to reading more books, but it's only true if you process and remember insights from those books that you read. Knowledge will only compound if it's retained. So basically, in other words, what matters is not simply that you're reading more books and trying to tick them off, maybe a little bit like what I'm doing, but you actually have to get more out of each book that you do read. So what then are some strategies we can follow to get more out of each read? Dr. Joe Lukens, welcome to another Thoughtful Tuesday.
1: Good morning, Henry.
0: I'm just going to get used to saying Thoughtful Tuesday and we'll be back to Mindful Monday. Will, yeah,
1: and I think next week we will be, won't we? Yeah, I think yes. We, I think our public holidays have now come, sadly come to an end for a while. we don't get another one till October. It's ridiculous. I always expect one in June, but it never seems to come along. I think we used to get one then.
0: Let's just take a day off and say we're <laughs> fi- oh, we were confused. Oh, that wasn't a public holiday, was it? Sorry, boss. I oh, yeah. <laughs> just took the day off to read books. And speaking of, um, what are some ideas and tips for how we can retain... The books that we read
1: yeah it's a great point isn't it because there's one thing to read for the pleasure of reading and that is absolutely a great reason to be reading and if that's what your hopes and intentions are for reading then just go with that mm. um, but for many of us there might be other books that we might read and they might sit in the in the non-fiction categories or the self-help it might be you know you're learning how to do something about fishing or you know whatever it might be that we actually want to retain some of that information and take that with us Beyond mm. the, the, the pages of the book, if you like, that we actually want to transfer that into something. So, there are a number of guidelines there that can help us to retain information um, because obviously we do have, you know, we've talked about the busyness of our lives before. Um, how do we hold on to and retain information, particularly when it comes? either in that, um, that written sense. So we're picking up a, a book, then that's my preference. I don't know your preference for reading is to actually pick up a book, phys- a physical book and read it. Some people like their eBooks, some people like their audio. I, I read
0: a book on my phone recently because it was the only way that I could get it. It wasn't available in a hard copy anywhere. So I read it on my phone and it, it, it was weird. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I guess we have different preferences around it. So audio books are one for me that I really struggle with. Mm. Um, and that, that's because I know I'm not an auditory learner, mm. so I really have to concentrate and have a notebook next to me if I'm going to listen to an audience. Hopefully digital. some of our listeners are though. We're, uh- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, hopefully hopefully we're, we're being nice and concise for, for all the listeners. So so there's a couple of things. And, and I guess one of the first um, hints, and it's going to sound so obvious, but I, I don't know, sometimes we feel an obligation with a book. We feel this commitment, you know, I have spent twenty nine ninety-five on this book, I really need to finish it. You know, <laughs> yeah. someone has spent years of their life crafting this book, I really need to finish it. All
0: my smart friends have read this book. I have to be part of the book club. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and one of the messages is, is is not to read the books you don't like. You know, so that if you if you've gone as far as and it might be that you could do this if you if you're in the bookstore, you know, let's just imagine you're in a bookstore, um, and you might flick through the book, but have a good look at the contents page. Read a couple of pages there, see whether it starts to resonate for you. Um, and if it's not ticking buttons for you, then, then put it back, Mm. you know, or even if you have bought the book and you, you know, you get two or three chapters in and think, Oh, this really isn't for me. Um, it's okay not to read the books that aren't worth reading because because what you're doing is there's so many wonderful books out there you know we, we kind of want to maybe put those to one side and maybe re-gift them or donate them back to a book fair or you know someone else will love that book you know but but not to hold on to and 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 read those books that we don't like because it's going to be very challenging for us to retain that information.
0: We might be asking, how do I know I don't like a book until I've read it? How long do you tend to give a book and h- how long is the trial period before you decide, nah, I'm, I'm putting this back on the shelf?
1: Yeah. So if I, if I was standing in the bookstore, I can do that pretty quickly. You mm-hmm. know, I would typically look through the contents page and I would I would maybe look at the chapter headings and then I might just read, uh, um, but I might dive a bit further into the book, like go to chapter seven and see what that's looking like. Because usually a book's well and truly taken shape when mm. once you're at that At that particular point of it. Um, So I I can do that pretty quickly in a bookstore. And then if I'm reading a book myself and I get, I would give it two or three chapters, I think, where I'd kind of go, you know. And it's probably more of a feeling as much as anything, you yeah. know, and, and I don't mind if I find myself disagreeing with an author. I think if a, if an author can get us to a point where that we're disagreeing, I think we are engaged with and the book. feeling
0: something. Yeah, yeah,
1: because I think whenever we don't agree with something, it teaches us something about ourselves. You know, if I don't like something, then it teaches me something. So I guess it depends on how long I want to learn the lesson for. <laughs> um, but I, you know, so I think I would maybe read a couple of chapters, look ahead, and then And the other thing I might do, though, is because I do struggle to let go of my books, um, is I might just put it away. And, then you know, maybe it's just not the right time and place for me. Because the other thing that I think is really useful if we really want to retain information from books is to read them again. Mm. You know, because even if I read a book now, I've, I've probably got three or four books that I, that sit on my shelf and I pull them out each year, you know, and each time I read them, I'm in a different place. So I kind of read something different or there'll be a phrase there that I didn't pick up on before. You know, if they're those kind of books that have quite a bit of um, good messaging for me. So, Mm. um, so, you know, asking myself, was this something I would reread? Is this something I would recommend to a friend is often a gauge as to how engaged you actually are with a book.
0: A friend of mine has a ridiculous theory where he will read the Wikipedia summary of the entire plot and then go, oh, yeah, I'd like that, and then read the book. Right. I think it's crazy. It takes the surprise out of it. It takes the, surprise, it out takes it, the but...
1: surprise out, yeah. And that's always a good sign, isn't it? If, it? if it's a fiction book and you're feeling yourself rushing through the pages because you want to know what happens next, yeah. and then you're debating whether to have that sneaky peek at the back of the book to, to find out, you know, does the character survive or not? or. Mm you know, who killed Roger Wilkinson or you know whatever whatever it is.
0: I remember reading the final Harry Potter book and I got it on the Saturday morning and I think oh, I would have been in grade six and, uh, yeah, finishing it at about 4 a.m. on the Sunday morning and the Monday morning before school and yeah, falling yeah. asleep in class. Yes. Because, yeah, and it was that. It was that feeling of my eyes are leaping out of my skull trying to look yes. ahead because I just need to know what happens.
1: Yes. And then you sometimes get that sensation of feeling the need to slow down, particularly like a Harry Potter series when it's a series of books because you know that you're on the last book Mm. and you know that once this ends, it's over. So Everyone's
0: going to be talking about it. Yeah, You'll have it spoiled. Yeah, that's right. On this Thoughtful Tuesday, you are joined by Dr. Joe Lukens on ABC North Queensland talking about books and how to get more out of them. So if we are in that um, that headspace that we often get into where you'll be reading a book maybe it's late at night and nothing's going in you realize you've flicked the page a few times and you have absolutely no idea what just happened should we just stop reading give it a break or is there ways that we can switch back on
1: yeah I would say if it's late at night that's probably your brain saying go to bed yep. so so you know that would probably be something to consider but at, but at any time when we've and I often Talk to people about this when I talk to them about mindfulness, that one of the things we know that mindlessness is, is when you get to the bottom of any page and you have no idea what it was that you just read, you Mm. know, your head is somewhere else. So that's telling you something. So you might, you know, take a sip of water or you might need to walk away from it for a little bit and then come back to it, particularly if it's, you know, if it's at work and you're reading a document or something like that. Mm. Um, But certainly we know that if you are reading things and struggling to retain it, one of the things that can be really helpful is to if and I'm thinking more fiction books here um, is to write yourself some notes down. Um we know that that for many people learning is is greatly enhanced by writing it down and And it was once said to me that when we write something down, we learn it twice. yeah, you know it's that whole notion of we read it, but then when we write it, we've got to convert it into our own words, perhaps, or you know it's that, and that's why, for university students, I always say to them, you know, ideally write your notes rather than use your computer. And I know that that's probably not a popular choice for some, but there is a difference between even using a computer keyboard versus the old-fashioned piece of paper and the pen. And I know it's hard to keep up with the lecturers sometimes, but we know that that written form is helpful. So if we can keep notes through a book of key points, because for many people who um, are less of the, uh, the the sort of... the the written learner in terms of what they, what they read, um, writing those things down can really help you to retain it. And then you might even think of your own examples and things like that. So, and it could be post-it notes. I don't know. I I don't know about you, Henry. I struggle to put a pen mark into a book. I can't do it. Yeah, it no. Like
0: I, I tried with one book. I think it was, it was an autobiography from Stephen Fry years ago. And I'm a big fan of Stephen Fry and comedy generally. So I was highlighting and writing in pencils certain bits. But it is good. But then when you loan the book to someone and they find out your deepest, darkest <laughs> anxieties that you've written in the book, you're yeah, oh, all careful.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I, my my childhood uh, my part-time job I worked in a library mm. so of course writing in the in, in in library book is an absolute no-no. So, still maybe, feel so maybe, uh, a ruler on the knuckles yes, every time you right. do it. So yeah. that's probably where I, I, I got that from but I like to you know I keep a notebook with sort of key points and I might you know sometimes I'm reading things that I'll put into workshops and so forth so I'm wanting to then on-share that information with others. Mm. So, um, you know, writing them down, having some sort of searchable notes and that might be an electronic form. It might be the good old post-it note or notepad, or you might choose to write in your books. You know, some people like doing that. So, you know, whatever is going to work for you, I think can be useful and how you might summarize it, how you might tell a friend, you know, tell a friend about the book that you've just read. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I think book clubs are so popular. Is it's an opportunity to congregate and have a shared interest, but it's also a way to share knowledge about what you've been reading about, whether it be fiction or nonfiction.
0: Well, I'm excited to try and tick off my goal of twelve books this year. I'm currently reading my fifth, so hopefully uh, I can I can make that goal. But Dr. Joe Lukens, thank you for joining us on this Thoughtful Tuesday, and I believe we'll be back to our Mindful Monday. So I, you wait till you hear me saying Thoughtful f- <laughs> Tuesday Monday, or whatever it is.
1: I look forward to that, whatever day it is.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Joe.